0: Today, we spoke to Felix Wong from Angel Hub on COVID-19, embracing the work-from-home culture, and some useful tools and books to help you get through this situation. So if you're interested, please tune into our podcast. Today, we're back at WeWork Sharing Wan with another episode of Happier Work, Happier Life. Super excited to have Felix Wong here today, entrepreneur and community builder, Used to work in Techstars, which is actually how we met a few years ago. Absolutely. And now is an Angel Hub and W Hub. So thank you so much for joining us today, Felix. No um, first off, I mean,
1: what exactly is a community builder and growth? Sure. Why don't we start with community builders? I think what makes community builders special is a person or maybe a mindset where they manage to get a like-minded people together. Encourage conversations, um, find commonalities, and do regular engagements. It could be events. It could be regular conversations at a coffee shop. It could be a conference like what we usually do. So it's different kind of engagement just to keep people motivated on a regular basis. People come mm-hmm. and go, share best practice, find a new community members, and eventually evolve the community into different forms. And uh, I've been inspired by uh, my previous opportunities as Techstars and the Startup Weekend community where a lot of community leaders actually share the same practices and um, interest towards how to build a successful community. And regarding to growth, I think growth, growth marketing, growth hack are just buzzwords, just mm-hmm. fancy titles <laughs> make people sound special. But um, in short, I consider growth is um, Uh, Mix and blend of skill sets ranging from data science, Mm. product development, user experience, and in creative marketing. And uh, usually happens at tech companies or startups where they look for sort of growth hackers who specialize in all these skills, pay them Mm. less, and do everything. Wow.
0: So I guess we chose a pretty good person to ask. I mean, you've probably heard, everyone's heard now about COVID-19 everything going on. And I believe we're really transitioning into a work from home culture. And so since you're a community builder, you've definitely talked to many different startups. Um, I mean, you probably work from home yourself, right? Part-time
1: sometimes nowadays. Yeah.
0: Same here. I'm only here today because of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so maybe you can share some personal experiences, experiences, stories you've heard from other startups, how they're dealing with this COVID-19 situation.
1: Yeah, I come across a lot of um, feedback from the community and startups we usually work with. They suffer from the um, normal routine where they, there's no events out there. There's uh, people yeah. are trying to stay away from face-to-face meetings. And actually right here is <laughs> maybe like once a week where we gather face-to-face. I mean, yeah. uh, it's getting uh, into a norm right now. Mm-hmm. and um obviously a lot of industries i would say um they heavily relying on uh face-to-face uh, physical conversations yeah. definitely suffer and for them to transition from an online setting is not exactly um an easy way to go mm-hmm. so i would definitely see a lot of um opportunities as well as challenges at the same time he comes you can see In the past couple of weeks, a lot of new form of events, new form of tools and even tech companies, they're trying to offer their hand to support startups, transform from a physical setting to an online setting without affect uh, what they usually do uh, day to day.
0: So what tips or advice do you have for these companies trying to transition from physical to online? What sort of mindset tools do you need to taking into consideration when doing this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, it's a mindset. So it's not about whether you have a small, big, medium team, you're working with enterprise startups at the end it's how, um, the company cheat the ways of working. And I think, uh, remote working digital, no and, um, all these virtual settings been, um, exists for a decade. And a lot of successful companies who uh, apply this mindset such as Hotjar, WordPress, they're completely remote and they manage to build from scratch all the way to a growing um, company or eventually yeah. becoming a unicorn. So there's a lot uh, where we should learn from these companies. And I think uh, if I have to offer um, an advice or maybe two cents, I would definitely suggest founders to definitely think in the positive way during these you know, difficult times working remotely, you can definitely save your money and time on going to the office, save True. your rent, and uh, just subscribe some tools, uh, manage to keep your team motivated. As long as your team can, can get the job done, it doesn't matter whether they come to your office, it doesn't matter whether they, they spend eight hours a day to work, um, as long as they can kill the task, manage to achieve the milestone and grow the company, I think it's, it's good enough already. I definitely agree. I mean, for me, I have
0: three monitors at home, so I actually get quite a bit done because, you know, you get to multitask or here I have my laptop and we work. Um, but how do you ensure that your colleagues stay motivated? I mean, for some people it's easier for others, they get distracted, you know, by their cats, their dogs, their kids.
1: How do you stay motivated? Exactly. I mean, if you are working from home. It's super easy to get distracted because you wake up, you have a nice bed, you, maybe you get a nice coffee, shower, eventually you get distracted by your kids or, or animals and so on and so forth. So having the mindset where you allow your employees or teammates to, to blend their work and life all together is definitely something where we should further discover. How can we encourage people to do stuff at the same time manage their own discipline? Um, I do see a lot of um, working framework and tools out there to educate people uh, in terms of this subject. And uh, my personal experience is um, make sure people and your team have a clear mindset and goals on a regular basis, um, per day, per week, or even per per month. So setting up goals is really important. So um, have um, more, um, I would say, I hate to say pressure, but at some point yeah. it is, uh, try to give some soft and hard pressure towards yourself and the team to, to meet a goal is definitely a nice motivator. And secondly, I think, um, using the right tools would be helpful. So obviously there's a lot of resources out there like Slack Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, myself, I use to do this a lot to manage mm-hmm. my both work and professional life. So I do see the integrations where I can subscribe to the same platform and manage my tasks and projects efficiently. So identify the right resources is definitely um, something you might want to prioritize. Definitely agree. Um, it's all about efficiency and time management.
0: Uh, you mentioned soft and hard pressure yeah. to meet goals. What What is the difference between soft and hard pressure?
1: Yeah, I do think um, on and off people debate how to set goals and how to measure success, right? And I think particularly within the tech bubbles, people compare KBIs, OKRs and all that. And yes. I mean, at the end, it's all about whether you can achieve something as a team and grow the company. So it doesn't matter which framework you apply, but it's all about the mindset. When I say soft uh, pressures, I'm talking about whether you can blend your um personal touch with your team, not just talking about work, but also, uh, think carefully how your people, uh, might react. So mm. do consider every conversations within a team is always two ways. And when I say hard pressures, uh, usually it comes from external parties, like external stakeholders could be your customers, could be your, your partners. And because people have different agendas. So, um, as a leader within a team, you definitely need to manage these expectations and leverage the resources externally and internally. So set your goals.
0: There's another thing I wanted to ask earlier. You mentioned, you know, balancing the work-life balance. It's now, I believe more important as we're staying at home, working from home. What are some practices that you do to make sure that it blends smoothly, but at the same time you have sort of a barrier between the two?
1: Sure, I think I can uh, compare two scenarios. Um, right now, I'm with uh, my current company, Angel Hub and W Hub, where we have our headquarters in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And obviously, most of us are in the same time zone, so we don't have the challenge of managing time zone, uh, how, what time jump on a call, what time uh, having a meeting, and so on and so forth. But previously, when I worked for Techstars, uh, we have people located in different regions, uh, yeah. different time zones, different cultures. We Sometimes we use different technologies, resources, and, and tools, so on and so forth. So if you are in the scenario where your team, most of the people within the same time zone, I think it's an easy way to go um, mm-hmm. where you can just follow your normal agenda, do stuff. But if you are managing a completely remote team or distributed task force, so you might come across challenge in order to manage expectations, in order to manage um, your agendas and time. So making sure you have a clear and also a compromise agenda within a team, setting um, concrete schedule to meet certain things, setting um, a schedule where everyone can compromise and jump into a meeting at the same time. I mean, at the, at the end, it's all about conversation. At the end, it's all about uh, whether, uh, people in different culture and team can share the best practice as a whole.
0: Communication is very important in any organization. Um, but sometimes I guess some people may take advantage of the working from home. I'm sure you've heard about the bankers that work from home, but take selfies hiking, yeah. how do you ensure that doesn't happen to your team?
1: Um, Wow. Well, this is, is a big question and challenging. I, I would say it's somehow associated to how you find people in order to build a team so it's kind of circle back to your company culture so making sure your team and your teammates share the same culture is really important and um, obviously um, it's hard to measure success it's hard to um i hate to say monitor but somehow (laughs) you want to reach out you want to make sure your people are okay but sometimes you mentioned people always take the advantages in there um, negative way, I would say. So um, as long as you can trust your team, I think it's fine. If at some point people try to make use of this um, setup, make use of this um, different moment, reach out and just ask why, and uh, try not to blame at the begin in the beginning, and compromise a way where you can um, work it out. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely a challenge, I would say. Yeah, And I do get distracted as well, honest speaking. I do have more coffees when I'm working from home. I do um, wake up late than what I usually do. I do have a longer shower. But as long as um, the the goals and also all the um, commitment can be made as a team, I think it's definitely um, something where we can uh, compromise.
0: That's good to know. Even some people who might have made mistakes, they if they have someone like you leading the team, it's good to know that there's still room to overcome that obstacle by communicating, you know, why are they doing this? And then from there, they can move forward and work more efficiently Definitely. together. So going off of that, what are your tips and advice for staying on task and not really getting distracted? Say, like you said, taking long showers, it's okay. Getting But... How do you really stay focused? Like for me, sometimes I got to get up, walk around. I got to go get a
1: drink of coffee. I don't drink coffee, but Mm. tea, coffee. Sure. How do you stay focused? I think the difference between working in the office versus working from home or other remote setting is how you break down, um, your, your commitment. So for me, I personally adapt a culture where if I come across a project where it's relatively difficult and big, I usually break down into a super small milestone. Mm -hmm. So I can see a little progress where I can move forward instead of, hey, right now we have a big projects. I cannot commit within certain timeframes. Should we just leave it alone or do it later? So I don't think it's a right culture, especially for um, early stage and growing startups. Um, Try to work out a plan where you can break down your projects and tasks as small as possible. So you see the progress and you can motivate yourself on and off. And I do see it, it works pretty well for myself and some of my uh, teammates within the team going from the other side of that communication.
0: What are some things you think that managers, team leaders should know about their employees from working from home and how should, you know, employees communicate with their
1: managers better while they're at home. Right. I think I'm still in the process of learning. <laughs> we this, all are um, terminology, but I got inspired by Radical Candor, mm. um, one of the bestseller uh, books written by Kim Scott, mm-hmm. where she talk about um, care personally and challenge directly. Mm-hmm. So basically it's it's a blend of mindset between work-life balance, between one-on-one, between the relationship of managers and subordinates. And I think um, this is definitely a great resource for every managers, founders, or even from um, employees' point of view, how you, how you should set up expectation and communicate with people within your team, within your, your direct report, or even uh, the founders. So um, when we say care personally, we're talking about um, something where you want to um, help your team succeed, help your people uh, go through challenges and obstacles, and when we say ch- challenge directly, we try not to, uh, waste our time to, um, go around and, and, walk people on the street, but just point out if there's any, uh, mistake of misalignment, just point out and, uh, definitely, um, challenge directly and see how we can overcome certain issues as a team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would recommend this book. Definitely.
0: For those people working from home. Yeah. That's a yeah, great. Um, stepping back a bit to sort of the bigger picture, how do you see this. coronavirus affecting, you know, the startup ecosystem. I mean, of course there's many companies shutting down, not just startups. What is the situation like right now and where do you see it going in the next few months?
1: Well, I, I don't have uh, any official statistics and data with me, so it's, it's really hard to tell. And I mm-hmm. think it's too early to tell given that right now the situation is kind of going back and forth, uh, started in Asia. And right now Europe and the States having difficult time and seems like it's coming back again. Mm. Uh, Some Asian countries, they're also suffering some major phases such as Olympic games and other sports related initiatives. And I think personally uh, within the startup ecosystem, usually during the um, summertime is our conference seasons, like all the way from April to August, you have conferences every two weeks in Singapore, in Hong Kong, in, in Bangkok, etc. It's kind of boring. And I do see many startups, they heavily re- rely on these um, conference and exhibitions to build connections, pipelines, and work with people. And without all this setting, it's kind of um, cutting one of their hand and arm so they get less opportunity to reach out and go to the market and see what they can do next. Regarding opportunities, I think... Um, anytime is a good time uh, you should definitely prefer you should definitely find new solutions you should definitely proactively reach out to your existing customers and see how you can work out and overcome this situation together and using our team as an example uh, what we do is we do more webinars we do mm. more um, email conversations reach out to our communities in a software and see if there is any challenges from our customer sides where we can motivate and turn it into a product or services and in order to do early to stay monetized, but at least getting some tractions to keep your company going forward. And uh, let's see.
0: I joined one of your online webinars, the conference one. It was quite nice. It was a new experience. You know, the ones where you can join different rooms yeah. and then speak. Um, so I guess you're quite optimistic, actually. You're taking this sort of negative event and you're coming out with opportunities. I mean, new business models, ways to monetize for some startups. It might be more difficult. Maybe they're relying their whole business is just events physically. So what advice do you have for them to make it easier to transition to online? I mean, you spoke about it a bit previously, but anything else to add there? Um,
1: I think right now it's obviously a global phenomenon. We definitely need to be realistic how people, customers and employees prioritize their personal and work life. Uh, We hear people um, closing the company. We hear people trying to take the advantage to switch jobs. And I mean, it's definitely common because they have their personal agenda where they need to fulfill. Maybe they have a huge responsibilities with their families. So definitely try, to, uh, try not to wait until the situation resume because there's mm. no golden answers out there. I don't know as well. So <laughs> definitely take yourself, take, find, find the best way to um, execute things. If physical events doesn't work out, if online events doesn't work out, just talk to your customers. At the end, it's, it's all about circle back to the lean startup methodology where you build, measure, and learn. And right now we're obviously in the measure uh, phase where we need to proactively reach out and hear how customers and people think. And based on the feedback, you build something and you grow. So
0: you said now is a good time for people to explore new business models, maybe explore new jobs. You have heard people jumping to new opportunities. I've spoke to quite a few people and they're worried right now, especially maybe the fresh grads, university students are looking for jobs. But you're telling me that it's okay; they can still find jobs during this opportunity. Chicken
1: and egg, obviously. Uh, of course, uh, there's a prerequisite where you need to have certain skill sets, experience before, or even um, experienced in terms of working remotely, or at least as a freelancers. So, think about this: like freelancing and digital nomadisms exist for a decade. I would say at least ten or fifteen years. And you see there's a lot of platforms out there where they facilitate demand and supply where people are looking for services could be design, could be podcasting, editing, could be a website development, could be uh, blockchain, etc. So there's obviously huge opportunity out there where people are trying to leverage this difficult moment, mm-hmm. um, optimize their time, their costs, and look for talents in different regions. So definitely leverage these platforms and see if there's any opportunity where you can um, gain your experience at the same time, uh, pay your own expenses. Mm -hmm. So subscribe to these tools, find uh, services and find opportunities. I am personally a big fan of 99designs where I find regular projects where I um, am motivated and happy to contribute. There's also platforms out there like Upwork, Fiverr, where you can do small stuff and earn pocket money. So it's not an excuse, I would mm. say, um, don't stop learning.
0: Okay. And another part of finding jobs, which I believe you're really good at. I mean, we see each other, at many events is networking with all these events gone, especially, you know, during summer where it's high peak for events. How can people looking for new opportunities, new partnerships network
1: right now? Sure. Um, I would answer this question in this way. Um, obviously, social media exists for many years. And I think what makes social media success is connecting people virtually, regardless of time, culture, regions, and objectives. So definitely leverage these platforms and try to reach out uh, people where you originally want to build connections with mm-hmm. and also unlock the opportunity to set up expectations and relationship with people out of your circle. Just reach out proactively, ask questions, start a conversation and find people who are also within your radar. And I, for me, I spend most of my time on the screen on, on LinkedIn every day because I see a value where I can learn from people who talk about certain topics within my industry. I find an opportunity where people um, praise the, the system where you can basically connect with everyone across the wall. So again, there's no excuse. Leverage these technologies, resources, and find people, opportunities. And I'm definitely sure there's an opportunity for you. I guess now is a
0: good time to reach out to people you normally wouldn't speak to because you have so much time at home. Yeah. To, you know, just, hey Felix, it's been a while. Let's catch up over a virtual
1: coffee or something like that. Definitely.
0: Um it's good note. I think I need to do that as well. Reach out to someone. I
1: have created my own um, daily routine. Yeah. So every day I make sure I talk to at least three new person every day. So there's a checklist on my to-do list. So I need to talk to three person. Mm -hmm. It could be on LinkedIn, it could be on other social medias or someone I, I briefly know from certain occasion or events, but we never start a conversation. So I make sure myself to, to, um, Kickstart this initiative and just start a conversations. And I do see people really appreciate these uh, follow-up and connections virtually. And we just start conversations. And every time we do see out of a conversations, we can always find an opportunity where we can leverage each other, work together, refer someone uh, for, you know, other um, purposes. So I think set up your daily routine is uh, really important. I think that's actually how this podcast got set up
0: was because we were reaching out to each other to catch yeah. up after a while. it's like, how can we help during this tough time? Yeah. And here we are doing yeah, here this podcast. We go. Just, yeah. just,
1: just reach out because if you are sitting in a room, working from home, do nothing, opportunities won't come. So just reach out proactively, be a naughty kid. Um, you need to be super annoying at some point. <laughs> Um otherwise people will just treat you as um as a stone. Yep. Proactive. Yeah, proactive.
0: So you mentioned your daily routine. Do you mind sharing with us what your daily routine is and how it's changed before this situation and afterwards?
1: Uh there's not much um change, I would say. Uh yesterday I did a similar interview and I talked about my regular routines as well. And I'm going to replicate it. So basically <laughs> I have a daily routine where I make sure myself connect talk to at least three person to be mm-hmm. within my industry or not I personally interested to talk to growth hackers so I connect a lot of growth marketers growth hackers on my social network and also professionally and I also read at least one blog or article um, within my industry mm-hmm. but something or a subject where I'm not familiar with so for example if I'm Although I'm working in a startup ecosystem for some time, do growth hacking, if I'm not familiar with, say, affiliate marketing, I will definitely go for this subject. Just read, spend 10 minutes, do your own uh, review. And one thing on top of reading an article, I will make sure myself connect the author and start conversation as well. So we can bounce idea and build on top of the article and see if we can um, bombard something Um, new opportunities and uh, other than reading connecting people i also make sure myself review my uh, process review my tasks because sometimes if you set up a checklist might be working this month maybe not next month so definitely have a regular uh, review on how you build your own routine and optimize your your time and resources and all that yeah there you have it yeah that's how you become felix your daily routine What about you, Thomas, as we've been talking a lot, the COVID, obviously, um, your business model is also heavily reliant on the people relationships with companies, with individuals.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time for us. We're relaunching, uh, used to be called Canopy. So now it's happier with the recruitment platform. And some of our teams actually stuck overseas. So they were intending to come back, uh, say from India, we have a marketing person there, but their flight was canceled. They're not able to get back. So we've definitely had to adopt working from home using the tools you mentioned, Slack, Zoom, and just being flexible. I think that's one of the beauties of being a startup is there's a lot more room for creativity. Yep. And, you know, as long as you get your work done, it doesn't matter how long it takes to do that. Yep. You can incorporate other things in your life. Like in the morning, I saw start with yoga and then that just like refreshes my mind before jumping into the
1: hard stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Do you do any yoga or anything or like meditation? I am not a yoga person, but I, I bought a bike a couple months ago. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of cycling right now and I'm living in a neighborhood where cycling is safe. So there's a big road and a lot of cyclists. And I think um, doing sports like this, you don't have to set up a team. Mm -hmm. I used to play a lot of football. So obviously not now, because a lot of people, you know, people avoid um, gathering and and, uh, large scale events. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, do sports, do some exercise, uh, get some sweat. It's definitely help you set up a better mindset professionally and personally. Uh, if you don't, I recommend you do and try to do some small stretching. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do uh, meditation or even reading. I think reading. it's definitely helped you refresh your mind, learn stuff and just create your own routine and make it as a regular practice. I definitely think
0: it's important, especially now to not only keep your physically healthy, but also mentally healthy. Yeah. Um, so speaking on books, you mentioned a few book recommendations earlier. Right now, what are your, say, top three, top five books?
1: Yeah, I actually created a list of uh, 50 books where entrepreneurs should read on my Airtable account. I also upload on Airtable Universe where everyone can access and then read all the books with some some tags where you can filter and search easily. But if I have to name three books, I definitely recommend um, Side Hustles. Mm -hmm. Um, written by Chris so it's a book talking about how you can build um, second income without quitting your job so lots of great ideas a lot of great practices framework where you can do stuff at the cafe at home and earn money Uh, second book I would recommend um, the pencil of promise Mm -hmm. written by um, Adam Brown so Adam Brown is the founder of uh, pencil of promise obviously at the same time he's also the founder of we live and uh, Grow. so the education department of WeWork, and eventually they they acquired his previous company called mission you mm. and this book is talking about how you can set up entrepreneurships and um, also um, integrate the mindset of, of social innovations for purpose organization and build stuff So it's really meaningful, I think it's really good for um, entrepreneurs at different stages And the last book I would recommend is Hacking Growth It's written by uh, Song Alice, the godfather of growth hacking So if you're newbies, intermediate, definitely read Hacking Growth, refresh your mind Um, In this book you can read everything from the growth hacking framework, case studies, how to apply and uh, how to measure success, how to find the right metrics, et cetera. So it's a nice read, 20, 200 pages, awesome book.
0: That's what I like about you. You take this opportunity to, instead of beat yourself up like, oh, I'm locked at home, you enrich yourself and improve. So I think a lot of people have time to do that now because we're not going out to bars, we're not going out yeah. to meet. So I myself have also been reading, so really appreciate the list. Um, is the list open to public? So if someone listening now wanted to access your top 50 reading... Sure, it's
1: on my LinkedIn. Okay, I perfect. I reach include out to... the link on my uh, LinkedIn and suggest some books. If you have any recommendations, feel free to um, put it on the list. So if you have any good books, suggest it to us. Um,
0: okay, so going back into COVID, what are some interesting... Stories you've heard from your friends, start other startups about this work from home culture, like are besides you know the hiking one. <laughs> uh what other stories are there? Like good, bad, interesting? Well,
1: um Yeah, kind of bombarded by all these good and bad news every days, and um it's hard to find a good example. But myself, I'm a big sports advocates so without all these uh, football games super boring <laughs> um but i do see uh, other opportunities where people are trying to um leverage technology like we mentioned zoom and all that to build their own online conferences online events and i myself i participate a lot of webinars these couple of weeks mm. super high quality and engaging and i definitely recommend don't just you know uh, log yourself in a room, turn on your computer and try to join um, this online engagement and events. And they do have opportunities where uh, allow participants to ask questions, connect with the speakers or other participants. So more or less, it's a similar setting as a normal conference than we do. so, And you can also learn from how these organizers organize online events. There's a lot to learn. It's not easy to test, to set up and also engage people turn up on time participate contribute content and all that so yeah just find some content and keep yourself motivated i
0: know a lot of companies now are moving into webinars i think we're launching our first webinar soon um at least the first one for this year what are some do's and don'ts for webinars like what makes a good webinar a good webinar
1: well, I think a good webinar is all about content and if you're doing a normal physical event in certain ways, just replicate the same content. Uh, do not make a webinar or, or virtual events as an obstacle. So try to do the same thing and engage your, customer, your audience in the same way. Don't think your webinar or um, virtual events as a normal conference call because it's different. The way you engage your audience, the way you uh, make connection, the way you make people um, activate throughout an hour or or 30 minutes is definitely the same practice than what you do in a physical event. So just replicate the mindset and don't create some new practices. But I do think something different what makes um, a successful webinar is how you um, engage people before the event. So you definitely need way more effort to leverage other Marketing channels, online channels, and your existing database to make sure people turn up on time, make sure people sign up, and make sure they understand the difference and also what they can take away from, from your um, virtual event. What are some don'ts for webinar? I think there's always a debate whether you should charge your event like free That's or pay. That's a big paid. question. That's the big questions. I would take it from in this way, if your event is offering something where people cannot easily find online, there's definitely a room for you to take advantage and monetize. If you are planning to offer some normal content, just keep your people engaged, just keep your people uh, fresh or something they want to learn in a bit size, I don't think there's a huge opportunity where you can monetize. So make sure you sit down with your team and prioritize content and see which content you can gain more values and which content you can attract more paying users in a longer run. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I joined a lot of webinars. Most of them are free of charge. Mm -hmm. Some of them, they do pay after the event, like as a record. So people pay for the record clip. And I think it makes sense. Like you, you appreciate people who, to turn up live online and you give the spot, you give the slides, but for people who cannot turn up, just treat your event as a downloadable content and definitely they, uh, your, you should monetize, uh, your, uh, lead-man. where, where do you find your webinars? Uh, usually on LinkedIn, like people share content. I'm joining mm-hmm. this event. I would like to invite my friends, come along and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also just follow some uh, SaaS companies. Obviously, they um, doing webinar is already a normal practice uh, even before the COVID mm-hmm. virus. So it's, uh, it's a normal thing as a SaaS company where that's how they train up their users, That's how they get users on board as a trial user eventually. Convert into a pain user. So I think these companies are managed to create and maintain the quality of content, so definitely join some and see uh, what you can learn from them and replicate into your, your own startup. And
0: I'm guessing there's many, many webinars people can choose from. How do you choose the right one for you? And how do you choose high quality ones? Because I've been to some webinars where the speaker was a good speaker. So I thought it would be really enriching, but. Nothing new. So how, how do you choose?
1: I, I choose a webinar based on my industry interests and also the skills I want to acquire. So I'm personally a big fan of growth tribe It's um, uh, Netherlands, uh, headquarter, uh, growth hacking bootcamp, something like that. So they're Mm -hmm. pretty international out there, but I'm pretty sure they're in, in from Netherlands. They just do, um, webinar on, um, uh, every two days oh, wow. and they manage to, um, attract more than hundreds or 200 people at the same time where they offer high quality content where you cannot easily find on, on Google. And, um, I think it's, it's hard to tell the quality without joining. Yeah. So join the first one, measure the success, learn how these presenter present a content in a webinar setting and uh, usually people who participate at webinar will usually um, recommend their friends to join the next one as well so try to follow this path and see if you can uh, find quality content from your uh, first connections
0: so we have webinars we have books um, online conferences reaching out to maybe some old contacts that you haven't caught up with in a while what are some other channels you have for people working from home now to add value to themselves and the
1: community? Sure. Um, if you do regular reading, reading, do regular reach outs, I also assume you are also, um, have the energy to contribute content as well. Content. So, um. Myself personally, I'm not an English native, so for me to to present uh, natively, to to write natively is is a big thing, and it's definitely a big challenge. But I managed to create a weekly and daily routine to contribute content on forum setting, like mm-hmm. Quora, like Indie Hackers. Just reply if there's someone asking questions. Try to challenge your domain skills and expertise, and see if you can start a conversation from there. I do this uh, every day. I spend maybe 45 minutes, just reply questions on, on, on forums. And I do see my, my improvement in, th- in terms of writing and offer a bit size advice. So I think definitely a nice practice for you to practice your um, short length, uh, writing contributions online and nice. Give a try.
0: That's awesome that you're giving back to community and helping, I think especially right now, it's such a good mindset to have is what can I do for the community? How can I add value? So I, that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, I guess my last question for today is what do you want to leave the audience with today? Embracing the work culture environment, adding value, learning reaching out.
1: What are your last words for today? Make sure yourselves Okay. And secondly, also, if you have your, um, if you manage to maintain your self morale, also try to motivate your, your first degree connections, your friends, your families, your, your colleagues. And I think right now it's definitely a, a challenge for, for everyone right now. So do proactively reach out and see if, um, uh, you can help each other.
0: There you have it. Thank you so much, Felix, right. for joining us today and for giving us so many useful tools and where can people find you and connect with you?
1: So basically, I use the same social media handle, uh, Felix12777, so 12777 on my LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. And I only accept personalized invitation, so make sure you do.
0: Wow, you heard that. If you want to connect with Felix, definitely add a personal invitation. Um, All right, so thank you so much, Felix, for joining us today. Thank you for the amazing tips, goals, tool setting, and even book recommendations for us to gain more knowledge into our own industries and maybe new ones as well. So really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks
1: for your time, Thomas.